Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Okay, well, everybody, welcome to the uh, referee postmortem, what we're labeling this one, edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. A brief thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon France and, of course, to all of our other wonderful patrons who make this podcast possible and allow us to lament with one another in our patron group chat, which is still in a state of mourning, Andy, as to what took it place. It really is. And it's, 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 an, it's as you would expect, right? I mean, nobody's going to be happy as to what took place. But I have to tell you, though, it, 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 unless you just shut off all of uh, Calcio for the remainder of the weekend after uh, what took place uh, between uh, Roma and Genoa, for me, it was almost insult to injury. Did you watch the, the Derby della Madonnina yesterday? Because they uh, had... Yeah. I, they had an episode between uh, Jeru and Alexis Sanchez, and it was literally mm-hmm. uh, like a copy and paste episode yes. of what took place between Tammy Abraham and uh, 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 Genoa, where he got whistled for the foul on the Zaniolo goal. Yeah, and I I also think no. that there was something in the Napoli game with with Lobotka was, yes. committing <laughs> with a, Lobotka, a very similar yeah. stomp, the foot yes. stomp. While uh, Mario Rui scored, I believe that's that's what happened. <laughs> so, of course, listen, if you were like me and you uh, wanted to subject yourself to further punishment, you uh, you listen to some of the pundits weigh in on it. The zone. I, this is the only time I'll call this guy out individually, but uh, Muka Lorelli is what I'll, I'll just say is a way to disguise his name. <laughs> This guy is about as consistent as uh, raffle numbers because what he sees and what I see and what I think the uh, overwhelming populace tends to see, I'm convinced I have to see my optometrist immediately because I still don't understand what what is happening here. Uh, Listen, Andy, there's really no other place to start. And there's really, I, I don't even know what else we can venture to talk about Mm -hmm. yes okay because i I did have some people push back oh well roma weren't that good well you know what okay fine but you know how many times a team that is not good ends up winning milan were not better in my opinion than inter they still ended up winning so let's just set that aside regardless of where you come out on the roma still performed like junk uh, or you thought that they performed well, which I, I can't imagine there are too many people who think that way. But if there are, set all of that aside, because really, there, there's nothing else to discuss. And I think that's ultimately the unfortunate part in all of this. Andy, going down the list, this season, uh, it's it's just depressing. And I've said this before, you know, Anytime I can chalk things up to ignorance, stupidity, as opposed to uh, bad moral uh, intentions, I'll tend to do that. You know, I always tend to believe that, you know, somebody's not acting, you know, somebody's doing the wrong thing or whatever, probably because they're a deficient or they're stupid. You know, don't don't blame bad intentions on something that can easily just be attributed to stupidity. And that was kind of the... um, the, the train or the boat I was on with this refereeing stuff with Roma pretty much up until this weekend. 
because we have this singular episode, which is it replicated, okay, in two other matches. A, it's not consistent in any of these matches, okay? And B, this clear and obvious thing, you might as well just take that part of the rule when it comes to VAR, mm-hmm. put it on paper and wipe your ass with it because it means nothing, okay? And then C, like the trifecta in all of this is, my standard has always been, okay, if we're slowing things down to like the uh, the slowest possible speed for an object on a screen to be moving, then we've lost the plot with VAR because it has to be the if the guy in Latvia, again, can make the correct call on his sofa, okay, then we should all have some relative consensus, or at least those on the pitch should be able to come to a consensus as to what the actual correct decision is. And I have never seen that call, okay, in Serie A, called and overturned like that. To me, even if we want to say that it was a foul or whatever, even if I grant you that, well, it's not being called in any of the other matches, A, and B, this happens on a goal-scoring opportunity And if you're telling me that that warrants what we saw, if that warrants, okay, overturning a goal, then I'm 100% with Jose Mourinho. Then, you know, this isn't football anymore. Then just scrap it all, Mm -hmm. put it all in the bin and and we'll call, uh, you know, we'll play bocce. We'll play, uh, we'll play (laughs) basketball, which is Mm -hmm. the only sport in my personal life bringing me even the slightest bit of satisfaction at the moment because it only now <laughs> for the first time in my entire life going back to the 90s are doing well without some guy named lebron james and it it brings me for the first time since what's 2017 no six, uh, seven. Uh, just ever just ever ever yeah okay. ever ever in my lifetime this, uh, this is the first time they have performed oh yeah without without lebron, lebron sure without yeah, LeBron. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean yeah. this is the most fun i have had since again overweight sean kemp I'm enjoying yeah. it, but having said that, I, I just, I can't understand it. And I do think, and, and this is this is kind of like the overarching uh, discussion that I guess if we want to have it, we can, but I really don't want to where Jose Mourinho, he, he used this word, uh, Piccolini, in his post-match, in his post-match interview, and, and I guess if you don't really have a strong gra- grasp on like the uh, dynamics of Italian history and well, more so Italian cultural history, it, that that kind of just sounds like yeah. just oh, he, they're saying we're a small club, but it, it 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 kind of has like this overarching and much deeper and broader. I also meaning. love to hear that coming from him, considering you know, well, right, yeah, that's his right. time at Inter. The episodes when that he was at Inter that went in his favor. That, I loved hearing that from him. Well, and he did preface it with, you know, one who is here now with a much different profile, uh, you know, than when uh, he, he was managing for, for, for Inter. But that, that aside, okay, it, it, when he uses that word, he, he's not just using it in the, you know, the, the, the football Twitter sense where it's, oh, you're a small club. Like he, he is using it in this very Italian specific sense um, because, I mean, there were a ton of ways he could have said, you know, small club. He, he could have used, I mean, he even could have used uh, provincial side, uh, provinciali to, to suggest or get a, 
get across a message that he's trying to send. And again, this could go into some real deep, dark places if we get into the history of all this, which I, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to have that conversation today. But he <laughs> is right when he says that uh, Roma, maybe those who decide things who are powerful, consider Roma not part of the club, so to speak. And he's really just referring to the three stripes in the north. Where do you, where do you even start with all this, man? Like, is this just incompetence? Is there something going on here? Because I think we've crossed the threshold of bad luck. It's gone beyond bad luck. And now it kind of seems like there's some sort of uh, bad... Again, I don't want to say bad intention, but I really can't think of a better way to describe it. I, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's a, you know, it's always, it's always, again, it's always a, a pain to come on here and have to focus on, 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 on these, on these things that shouldn't really be part of the conversation. Because again, um, I totally agree that the display uh, that Roma put on against Genoa wasn't you know, wasn't satisfying. It was a poor performance. Uh, again, a team that goes on and has that first half against Empoli, then comes on against Genoa and and uh, looks completely uh, clueless. Um, at the same time, though, we're talking about a football match, and a football match uh, is worth the 90-plus minutes that it's played in you know that's that's the whole story is told in that time span and um if if i score in that time span then i'm even if i play like shit i still deserve that win i still have that win and and, and those points uh show up in the standings on the goal tally whatever exactly. and the statistics. no asterisk next that's that no Never. no that's the that's the story. It counts. It still counts. And for me, the main issue, as always, um, because sure, there is a bigger conversation to be had with, especially now that you know, looking at um, now Atalanta, their their owner has become the vice president to the Lega. Um, that's nice. So now you have like a, you know, you have you have the perfect four teams up there with. Agnelli with Juventus, Scaroni with uh, with Milan, uh, Beppe Marotta with Inter, uh, and Percassi with Atalanta. Then you have in the background Lotito with Lazio, um, and so on. So it's it's beautiful that all these wonderful characters and there are teams that are competing more or less for the same positions are um, uh, are all put in in uh, in places of considerable power when it comes to Italian football. That's wonderful to know. The problem for me, the main problem, is the the the, the consistency, the consistency um, or the lack of consistency in these decisions. And how far back can you actually go? Uh, why is it that? An episode like that gets reviewed like that in this match and not in the the match that followed two hours later. Why why is it that one time it goes this way, the other time it goes that way? Why is it that sometimes the referee is asked to check the VAR, sometimes he's not? Sometimes he makes that decision after checking the VAR, sometimes he doesn't make that decision after checking the VAR. It's it's mind-boggling. It's um and it's it's again it's painful for the sport. Because I guess, 
you know, I always had trouble with people saying, oh, you know, VAR kills football because you have to stop the game. You have to check. I think I thought that VAR in its principle was perfect because you avoided episodes like, say, the Muntari episode. Remember against Juve, everybody knows that, you know, with VR, that never happens. That's the principle of it is great. The boy, but as always, when it goes into the wrong hands, when you have people that are incompetent or do not really know how to carry it out with consistency and make proper decisions uh, at the right time, then it's useless. And and sure, it does kill the sport because you see a moment like that, you know, with Zaniolo after all these rumors, after all the unnecessary bullshit has been, you know, has been talked about, written about constantly for days and days has that moment for Roma at the death and and the decision is overturned because of something that you you really it's 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 you you have to scratch your head and and and, and it, it it's puzzling and then you go on and you watch uh Napoli uh do something very similar and then you watch the derby della Madonnina and again something very similar occurs and it's and it's it's baffling. And then there is also that that aspect of. Did you see what Rebic did to the referee? <laughs> oh, the, after the, the blasphemy with thing with, never... with the Spezia. Did yeah. you see? You know, the, that's the thing. Is that again? Wh- who are these uh, professional referees? Um, what what is their? You know, aren't aren't they taught to? To handle these situations, to read them. I mean, the guy was getting ready. Abiso was getting ready to to give a red card to Mourinho. Mourinho, who was out on the pitch trying to calm down his players from 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 getting all over the referee. So, how how do they determine why are these why are these reactions by the referees so again inconsistent? Why is it that Rebic put, literally puts his hands, his hands on the referee's neck? And doesn't get anything, nothing. There is, and the referee, and then the referee goes on and has a big apology on yeah, national TV. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's, but you know, that's Scaroni. That's Scaroni yeah, and his right. gang uh, at work. Um, same goes for Bonucci. You know, with with what he did on the sidelines again, that gets the, him yeah, one the, match. Uh, team manager. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Uh, it, it, that's the thing. I'm. And and again, um, I know people the, are over this, but the uh, Cristante last season being suspended for oh, yeah. blasphemies when literally every single match, okay, Gianluigi Gianluigi Buffon should have had like or, maybe or, two or, career every, games. <laughs> like every, I mean, that guy would have been he would have lost a fifth of yes. his career if they yeah. uh, applied it that way. And you, you know, I I looked this up because I couldn't believe it. Um, but uh, Zagnolo, Nicolo Zagnolo, I just, you know, this is an interesting stat. So Nicolo Zagnolo at age 22 in 96 appearances for Roma has, uh, has one red card, okay? Uh, one red card, one straight red and one uh, with an accumulation of a second yellow. Giorgio Chiellini had in... In 550 appearances for Juve, has You're two red cards. Uh, has two red cards, 
and uh, and three uh, of them by accumulation of yellow cards. So basically, Zaniolo is is uh, one third uh, has completed one third of 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 uh, Giorgio Chiellini's um, oh, no, red angry. cards in in his career. Uh, Giorgio Chiellini, you know, just let me reiterate that a, de- a defender, Giorgio Chiellini. We compare it to a 22-year-old midfielder slash attacker, Nicolo Zagnolo. Now, eh, what I'm seeing, you know, against uh, somebody like Zagnolo is something that I've probably seen only with Totti um, for, uh, you know, a long, long number of years. This this treatment of, uh, uh, you know, we have to. We have to handle him somehow, you know. Perfect, yeah. perfect summary of 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 the Italian women's uh, coach saying we we should he should be educated. He must be educated. That's the perfect yeah. summary of oh my gosh. of of what people were trying to do with Totti and what are they what they're trying. It seems like these are very intimidating players. I don't know what the hell is going on. If this is the idea of handling an Italian talent with the in the face of the scarcity of Italian talent in Italian football right now, if this is the way everybody is supposed to handle him, and and you know, going ranging from Fabio Capello saying uh, Esposito, remember fucking Esposito, the guy that now plays in uh, in in Switzerland, the the Inter player that was yeah. put, and Fabio Capello said he should not follow should in Zaniolo's footsteps, right. you know, and. Uh, and then you have uh, Roberto Mancini oh, punishing him. Cassano. I mean, I mean, no, you have Antonio, Cassano. You have, you, you know, you have Roberto I Mancini. Out of our career. Give me a break. You, you know, you have Roberto Mancini punishing him uh, from time to time, then saying, calling him up, then not calling him up, then you know, denying him a call up, even though uh, half of the attack is missing. Uh, all these things, Daniel is really being treated like some sort of big enemy, you know, like a Joker character. Um, and I totally agree with Mourinho when he says, "I hope for his sake he 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 goes, uh, abroad. He yeah. goes abroad." I really do. I I I because when you see this kind of treatment, the the fact that he is not able to play, you know, this is a guy who's still getting back from major injuries. Has he been awarded a penalty this season? It's no, right? no, and he's and he's still and he's still uh, finding his footing. He's still trying, and you can see that he's trying. He's he's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting more confident. He's he's becoming much more uh, central to 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 the team's game plan. He's much more involved. He's starting to make wiser decisions, and every time I see him trying to succeed i also see there that there is an immediate reaction i don't know from from where but there is to to completely undercut this development completely you know take the, pull the rug from under his feet um and that's that's a that, that's really painful so uh, i think listen we could we could talk about the match in terms of did Roma create? Were Roma aggressive? Were did Roma really show that they had more quality than Genoa? No. Has this Roma been inconsistent this season? Yes. Yes, very. Uh, you know, you again compare the first half of Empoli to the second half against Empoli, or even this this entire match, and you're like, where is that team? What happens? What what happened to those players? What happens? I mean, it is a night and day difference. But at the same time, 
it's it happens on and on and on and this was already happening with Fonseca you know the 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 use of VAR the 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 really questionable sometimes really ridiculous decisions made by referees are not something of today this is not an anti anti Mourinho agenda it is just sure incompetence and then there is also uh probably also an effect of we don't want you here we don't want you here we don't want we don't want Zaniolo to to play like this to behave like that I don't understand you know there are there are probably some factors involved that that dictate how how referees uh treat him because this guy I mean you, you again he's if you look at the number of of yellow cards he's received this season he probably goes beyond uh Killini's any individual season in terms of red, of yellow cards I can assure you that is it's it's they're not letting him play and uh and worst of all they're not letting the team play um even even with with all their limitations because this this team as we said many many times is uh has its limits this is a team that is again not consistent not good at times very not good at times um but a, a football game lasts ninety plus minutes, and and if you if you if you impact that game by making the wrong decision, then you can rest assured that I'm gonna come on here and sound pissed off um, at the team, sure, because they they didn't lack the, the 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 determination that you really need when you face a team of such crap quality as Genoa. You just need to go on. You're you're at home destroy them that's it like the good old days why can't we you know why couldn't they handle them like they handled empoli um but then once again we have this referee uh you know a figure a professional that should be should should be on the margins he should not be the main protagonist he should be a supporting actor from time to time intervene make the correct call that's it uh, instead, we're we're here. We're rambling for twenty minutes about this guy, uh, Biso, making uh, making such such harsh decisions in uh, in in a really crucial game, considering all the other results. And you really end up not satisfied, both as a fan, as a, as a neutral, as a Roma fan. It's just it's not good. It's not good. It's not fun to 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 watch this team despite all its flaws be constantly punished by 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 outside factors because Mourinho can you know can can go back to the the film to the to the film review you know what needs to be changed what needs to be improved the next game but then things like that the episode like the one involving Abiso just just are not in in uh are not in his power to 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 change. They're completely outside of 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 what Roma can do. And um, Roma, the only thing that they can do is is make themselves be heard. But again, I don't know to what effect. We've heard from Mourinho. We've heard from Thiago Pinto. As long as as long as Roma are not part of that top echelon of the of the of the people that I mentioned earlier on. I'm not sure that anybody is going to be interested to hear what, what Roma have to say about s- such uh, episodes. 
Yeah, so that was something I mentioned uh, in the post-match. Um, you know, knowing I've, <laughs> I've obviously over uh, since since this whole uh, since their arrival. I mean, I've gotten to know not them personally, but the way the Friedkins operate. Um, so I'm not expecting them to come out and say anything. You wouldn't ex- again. I even asked, uh, I, I have a legal contact at the freaking group uh, in the States, and I, I even asked him, hey, what are the odds that they could come out and uh, be heard? And he told me negative 1,000. So I don't expect them to come out and, uh, in, in my opinion, have Dan Freakin throwing uh, throwing haymakers at the, the Lega. That's not going to happen. But if there was ever a time, Andy, in my opinion, for the freakings to come out and sort of break this self-imposed and it's not really self-imposed because this is how they've operated for years, but this way of doing things, breaking that mold and making yourself heard. Now would certainly be the time that I would at least (laughs) appreciate them doing it, but I don't expect them to do that. I I guess, I mean, I'm going on like 48 hours of this question and still I have yet to make any progress in finding an answer, but what do you do? Because, okay, let's just say Dan Freakin became a loudmouth and he turns into somebody like De Laurentiis. Well, what the hell has, what good has that done for De Laurentiis? Nothing. No, no. nothing. Um, other than um, for, for Lazio, what, what, you know, what has, or what, I guess, should I say, what if Lazio won if, you know, they had, or I guess if they didn't have, um, if they had an owner like the Friedkins, would that really make that much of a difference? No, I mean, they're not winning anything anyway, uh, besides the Coppa Italia. So I'm sitting here going on like two days now wondering, okay, well, uh, he's not going to be like Lotito and De Laurentiis. So w- what ultimately, like, where is the right. end game? Right. Where does his influence come from? Because you know what, Milan, Inter, they're going to have influence just because of who they are. It doesn't matter. Who Always the say, I, yeah. I mean, even with uh, uh, Eric, what, what was his surname? Tahir, right? Oh my God! Even when he was at Inter, you know, yeah. I mean, they were still welcomed to the table like uh, like the adults. So they were still well respected, even when they had incompetence of the highest degree running the club. Now you have serious owners at Roma, much more serious than the previous ones, who are pouring in insane amounts of cash. Okay? Insane. Go look at the Borsa Italiana. 25 million last month. Yes. Last month alone. I, I mean, the amount of cash. And again, I have learned more about the Friedkin Group in these last two and a half years than I ever thought I would know about a singular company in my life. And I still have yet to know how they just pull this cash out of places I didn't even know existed. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't even want to go down that path. But <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but seriously, you have a serious owner who is putting his money where his mouth is. He is. You can question a lot of things about the Freakins, whether it's Mourinho, whether it's Diago Pinto, whether it's transfer market related, stadium related, whatever. One thing you cannot question is his commitment, 
both from a personal and financial standpoint. So there's no debating that. There's things that we can debate. That's not one of them. So I guess, again, and maybe it's just because you've grown up in this, I've grown up in this, and maybe it's maybe somebody who hasn't been infected with this uh, culture Italiano having been in the country, uh, I guess maybe an outsider's perspective, maybe they can come to to better terms with it. I, because I, I don't know what the path forward is. Like, I, I can't, oh, new ownership. Okay, well, they did that. That doesn't change things. You know, how do you get influence? Not, I'm not even asking at like the level of Agnelli, because that would require a whole host of things that, again, we don't have enough time for on this episode, unfortunately. But how do Roma get the respect? Because I obviously think that the club and the, and I'm saying this with air quotes, brand is something that is what warrants that sort of respect, whether it be from the Lega City, UEFA, FIFA, whoever. The size of the club matters. That's why, you know, we hear all summer that these dorks from the, uh, from the Super League, they're going to be thrown out and banished. And then when push comes to shove, <laughs> UEFA, what do they nothing. do? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Absolutely Champions nothing. League ban. My ass. Give me a break. You think Real Madrid City, they will not be in the Champions League? Come on. Be serious for a moment. <laughs> what about the Luis Suarez case? Oh, yeah. Luis. I mean, come on, man. I, I mean, the guy was caught cheating. Um there is a photo of him. There are everything. There is evidence. Everything. Oh, the audio is fantastic, by the way, it, because this it's is... one of those like, um, it's like one of those apps, <laughs> like questions from one of those apps on your mobile, yeah. on your mobile that yeah. your, like five year old would use. Yeah. The today the weather is, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah, that's what Luis Suarez was doing on his. Uh, Italian Ab- citizenship. It's it's like uh, I don't know. It's like if if the Godfather were set in the 21st century, that's that'd be <laughs> that'd be in it. That this that Luis Suarez case would be in it. I mean, it's it's hilarious stuff. But seriously, because I I, I know this is such a bizarre thing to even like discuss because we're now we've gone beyond the pale of discussing football because now we're talking about like influence and. Again, when it comes to Italian football in particular, this just you can very quickly find yourself traveling down a not so um, savory path. And <laughs> you just get to the point where you're like, OK, well, can we bribe? No. Can we do that? Can we do this? You know, it, it's all basically who could do uh, which yeah. unsavory behavior can we yes. allow uh, the Friedkins to commit? Uh, and over, oh yeah, and, everybody's and waiting for it to happen. Everybody's like, "Come on, guys, join the party! Get Come your on, hands there." Uh, you've got all that money from uh, from mm. from cinema rolling in. You've got a whole host of great movies. Come on, yeah. Um, slip slip these guys some cash. But seriously, like, what do you do? And, and this is something again, especially if you've grown up in the country. If you've supported Roma for even a, a modest amount of time, this is something that really you've been asking yourself since childhood. You know, like what can Roma do to have the influence similar to that of Juve? And, and you never come to um, to a realistic answer. Which, again, I'm not expecting to for us to resolve on this podcast, of course. But beyond Dan Friedkin, 
somehow wielding influence and much like uh, Agnelli and some of these other guys did to UEFA, FIFA, whoever, basically throw temper tantrums or uh, withhold cash. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I, I guess beyond like calling bluffs or showing them that you won't uh, play into their games. I, I Basically, I don't know what the answer is. I, I've spoken five minutes here, and I've come up with nothing. Th- that was the most pointless ramble I've ever had <laughs> on this podcast. I've got nothing because I don't know what the answer is. And I guess that's my way of asking people to right. shed some light, particularly if you did not or have not spent a significant amount of time in Italy um, and have grown up with this shit because I, I just think when you're in it, particularly at a young age, it's just kind of something you've resigned yourself to. And ultimately, I, I, I just sit here really coming to the conclusion of, you know, same song, different verse. The more the things change, the more they stay the same, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't know from Roma's perspective what more they could do. I mean, you've no, changed directors, you've changed directors, yeah. you've changed everybody and yeah, yet yeah. again and again and again here we are uh, you know you gotta you gotta keep c- calling it out you know you get and and Mourinho will continue to do so um i thought again it was it was brilliant when he said piccolini um we are piccolini you know we are very tiny we've always been tiny um Roma, what they can do under Mourinho is persevere, learn to persevere, because uh, in the past, this was an additional burden. You know, when the team realizes that, oh, my God, there you go. There's he's going to overturn the decision. Then you then you you don't even try. You feel, you know, the, the, the team just succumbs to even more pressure, which they already can't do that well. Um the only thing that's why the only thing they can do is learn to to understand you know to 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 understand that okay this is the way it, it goes so we have to play that much harder we have to um there is no other way uh because the the best roma that i always remember is always the listen even the Roma, the last Roma that won any sort of trophies was Roma that faced adversity time and time again. Um, the Roma team under Spalletti, uh, the Roma team, uh, even even Ranieri's Roma team that that had to uh, play against, say, Mourinho's Inter um, or before that, Ancelotti's Milan, it constantly constantly facing adversity constantly facing very 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 difficult decisions um uh not going their way and and they often had a team that was capable of overcome of of, of overcoming uh, those those difficulties those those situations those episodes you know sometimes they did it better than than other times but 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 the the important thing is to not lose your head in 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 I hope that even somebody like Zagnolo can persevere because, man, if they're treating you like this when you're 22, it means that you're you're really good. You know, it means I'm not seeing that same kind of treatment to somebody like uh, Bernardeschi. Okay, uh, I'm. I was about I, to interject with his name. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. You know, uh, I'm seeing. Obviously, I'm seeing a different kind of treatment for somebody like Chiesa, um, but but again, if if 
this is where it all happens you know this is we we a team develops a team learns through these through these situations as well that they know they have to they have to take these situations into account they have to play harder you cannot uh, you have to try and not put yourself in in a, in a in a place in a situation where you're desperately counting on Abiso making the correct call at the 93rd minute. Even though that that's part of of football, even those night that 93rd minute goal still should count. You have to play as hard as you can to try and not put yourself in that position, and 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 just 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 learn not to hang your head low. Learn to go into the next game, and 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 be even more aggressive. And really, that's all we can do. And especially going into this Coppa Italia match against Inter, where Inter are are just you know are have slipped a little bit um you can you can tell that they will be preoccupied more with 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 seria um given all the talk now oh milan are back in it big city rivals inter have slipped inter don't have the the roster to 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 go all the way um like they did in the past uh so this is a good chance for roma also to to get back in it, play against a really good opponent, um, play for something that may still considered within reach. You know, this is not the Scudetto. This is the Coppa Italia. Uh, this, this is something that Mourinho will want. Mourinho will want the maximum of effort. After something like that, after that Genoa game, it's it's really it's imperative for the team to to go out and play as hard as they can at the San Siro. I don't really that's that's all I want to see is play as hard as you can in uh you know in Mourinho's return to the San Siro against this former club. You just have to. You just have to there is no other way um because that's also part of the learning process. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess the only solace I take in all of this is at least with Mourinho it's not like the usual Roma manager doing the complaining because this is a guy who obviously knows the country well, knows the environment, the society, the way things work in the country. But on top of that, he's a winner. You know, it's one thing if, uh, you know, Zaman, you know, takes out a marble marble red and uh, starts complaining that Juve cheat. I mean, it, for most, it tends to go in one ear and out the other. At least with Mourinho, you have a guy with a track record who is finally like speaking up in behalf of Roma. I, I think the messenger in this case certainly carries a lot more weight than anyone previous. So yeah. I, I guess yeah. that's maybe the only solace I'm taking in all of this. So no prediction, right? There's a, there's no need to do a prediction because we're on no. the same. I mean, we're we're in the same campus. I mean, there's no need to do it. We understand what the situation is. I, yep. I mean, if we predict they lose, I mean, we're just going to sound like pricks. There, there's no need. Um, <laughs> no, it's correct. Yeah, that there is no. It's yeah. very. It's 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 going to be a difficult game for both teams. Yeah. It's not yes. like Inter are going into this relaxed. No, it's going to be tough. Um, you just don't want you. You just don't want to see this team getting humiliated. That's all. That's the simplest and best way to put it and to end it here because there, there's really nothing else to add. I mean, this Roma, when they are playing at their very best, they are undoubtedly, in my opinion, one of the top four to five teams in this area. I don't think anybody would doubt that. However, the moments in which 
they perform in that have been very inconsistent. So if they can have the match like they did against Atalanta, they can absolutely do it. So hopefully they can shake this off, calm themselves, keep some composure, because this is one of those moments where it can really be the catalyst for make the or break. Yeah. Yeah. Really falling down the hill and things just going from bad to worse. So there's no need for that to happen. Composure, show some character. And if they can pull out a nice surprise or at least make it close, I, I think that will give everybody a much better feeling and sort of get rid of this bitter taste that we have in our mouth. So um, we'll be back probably Wednesday. That would make most sense because of um, the Coppa Italia. So we'll we'll be back in a couple of days to break down the results um, with whatever happens. So we will chat with you then. Ciao. Ciao.